like big girls, pretty kitty girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Miguel cut that. <laughs> that. That song made me so. It would, it would be awesome. It would be awesome if, if Billy was just singing that yeah. like up in the fucking <laughs> up in the attic. <laughs> You finally get the shot at the end of the movie revealing who it is, and it's just this this fucking cat boy. You, you got you got the shot of him. You got of the this. shot of him in the darkness raising the fucking unicorn thing, and he's got a little cat ears in the silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cat ears in like a I hockey mask. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, you are uh, too good at the Billy voice. It's like kind of it's creepy. Genuinely upsetting. It's, it's yeah. creepy. I feel like I'm gonna look over. There's just gonna be like a guy standing in my window. <laughs> yeah. If I wanted to instigate further, I would totally just like I would totally just edit like the like little clips of of the uh, of the the Job Cat song. <laughs> Into we gotta it's cut a, all it's of this, a, into, no, into, the, into like the telephone no, call. It, it, it ha- now it has to stay in. Now it has to stay It'll in. Wow. For the audience listening, uh, we were instructed right. not to bring this up, and I we normally were, agree. I think uh, it's bad form to bring up Twitter bullshit on a podcast, but I really <laughs> felt like ruining like everyone's day here. So like, <laughs> just uh, consider yeah, that. I, I just want to just a, just a clarification. I did not like dox this this Joe Cat person. Cole, I did like, not. So Cole like sent me a message like, "Yo, I found Joe Cat's," and it was like, <laughs> it's like you. I'm gonna I'm gonna post this on uh, I'm gonna post this on." I'm like, you really shouldn't do that. Nicole's like, nah, man, it's, it'll be funny. Nothing bad will happen. And then Cole, Cole went and did it. And I, I really don't approve of that at all. Like, okay, Black Christmas. This is my third time talking about Black Christmas on a podcast. I, I think I'm like, I'm the foremost Black Christmas caller. I've seen it like seven times. When I put this in, I had no idea that, that you had had done or were doing episodes on this no i, just I did it on good old-fashioned values i did it on extended clip i mean like it's fine i, I could fucking say new shit about it for an hour like it, it'll be good and we'll we'll have funny riffs about like i mean we already riffed about billy as a soft boy but i'm sure i'm sure we'll think of like all sorts of you know sexually humiliating things we'd like margot kidder's character to do to us etc etc mm-hmm. yeah oh, mm-hmm. okay. i was like the cast because i'd never actually looked at the cast for this film and i forgot that the main girl on this was the olivia has girl in, like the romeo and juliet yeah mm-hmm. yeah the girl in like the romeo and juliet movie and i remember like she's underage in that scene so yes. they're like a like yeah. a like a chaotic good pedophile that like only jacks off to that one scene <laughs> like he doesn't he's like he's like i gotta this is the one yeah you know, this is i gotta let the demon out you can know? a pedophile get like higher than chaotic neutral or wouldn't that make them like lawful I, neutral like they only jerk off to legal images of na- naked children they're just like going to the louvre and their hog out <laughs> that shit at like statues well, no we, we were talking i mean no that's just like 80 percent of the people on eight can <laughs> No, no, we, uh, me and me and uh, Corey, uh, afraid of wasps, we we had a riff about a white hat pedophile who <laughs> like kidnaps kids to like show how easily their kid could get kidnapped by a pedophile. Like he, like he, like you know, he in my head, he I'm, kidnaps I'm imagining kid, he like, looks like the kid. Benedict crypto fash, Abby. Yeah, and then he's like, he's <laughs> telling the parents like, I didn't do anything to your kid, but if I was a bad pedophile, I could have like it, it could have been bad. So you need to look, take better care of your kid. 
Anyways, it's, no. it's, it's sort of like how they like like hire like bank robbers to like fucking like up security on banks and shit. There, yeah. He's just like go, he's in a school. He's, he's in a school. He's like, you gotta close that door, and man. That's why you don't get into a windowless van. 19, 1920s pedophile like walking into a school and shouting his own name like <laughs> everybody listen up <laughs> I am the pedophile of New Orleans <laughs> <laughs> he's he's wearing like a, like a like a seersucker suit smoking a cigar yeah he's got he's got like a Tommy gun he's got a Tommy gun with like tranquilizer darts they call him the Al Capone of pedophile <laughs> yeah. the fucking trilby pinstripe suit Hey, kid, want to listen to my graphophone records? <laughs> I've got a lot hey, of yeah, G-Wiz jazz records. Hey, hey, kid, you want some really hard candy? You want some really hard <laughs> old people candy? <laughs> no, no, I, no, I want to know before we before we move on, uh, what's the pedophile mustache of the 1920s? Uh, no I mustache. mean, is it not the little the thin mustache. pencil it's, it, one, though? Yeah, no, no it's, it's just the it, pedophile mustache. You mean the John Waters? Yeah. Yeah. The John Waters. No, it's just it's just no mustache. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's no mustache. Yeah. <laughs> it's no mustache. It's like he's, he's got the pedophile upper lip. <laughs> no hair up there. Totally What's he trying to hide. What's he trying to? Not I think hide? we just called it a regular mustache. <laughs> yeah. <actually. laughs> yeah, no. He had a pedophile mustache. It was called being wealthy mustache. Yeah. <laughs> just the, the long waxed uh, World War One uh, officer guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love reading. Have you guys ever been uh, on Wikipedia and just like read, uh, read shit about like 1920s fail son? They're great. They, they're the best. There was one guy. There was one guy who like murdered another guy, like a murdered like another fail son that he had beef with, like on the in like Madison Square Garden or whatever, and just like got acquitted because he like pretended to be disabled. There's a 1910s. Is, is there a guy in Britain doing that right now? He's, he's yeah, pretending to be a different guy. Or like that guy who pretended a, to be like, like a common a, thing. Yeah, that guy who like <laughs> the guy who like pretended to be like physically disabled just so like a, a, a nurse could like give him baths and shit and he was just a sex predator, right? Well, who was, among us? Who, yeah. who among us? That 1910s uh, pedophile luring a kid into his like horse and carriage. Which was the style at the time. <laughs> In case uh, in case our listeners haven't figured it out by now, uh, Spencer has uh, graciously joined us to yeah. talk about uh, Black Christmas 1974, the good one. Yeah. Completing uh, the, the, the trifecta of TGOV hosts. Uh, yeah. Also a slight spoiler. That was I was about to say. Special <laughs> bonus episode. You oh. now know one of the four people that's on it. Black Christmas. Now, I guess actually you know two because I'm on it. But. Black Christmas is a stone cold masterpiece. It is one of the very few movies I find actually scary. I think it is fucking insane how well made it is considering that this guy like mostly made like the Baby Geniuses movies or A Christmas Story or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it is way, way ahead of its time, not Isn't just in terms band? of fucking you know, inventing the slasher movie, but also in terms of its gender politics. I think that the whole thing is structured perfectly the way it just escalates more and more and gets more nightmarish. I mean, like, what the fuck else can you say about it? It's like the platonic ideal of a 70s horror movie. 
It, Wait, I thought you were joking, but like the director actually did the baby. Oh genius. no, you didn't Bob know that. And a Christmas Bob? story, yeah. He's a and baby geniuses too. Super babies. Don't forget yeah, that. He's the only director His last I have movie. given. I've given a five star rating to and a half star rating to. He's the only one I've ever done that, which is very yeah. It's a nice. <laughs> what what a I like, guy! I like your review of Baby Geniuses too. Uh, Baby Geniuses too will make you feel like you're recovering from dental surgery. I will say, like, there's no, <laughs> there's there's no movie that gives you like that that like shitty perks that doctors give you feeling like it's it's not a perk. <laughs> it's like. It's like stronger than Advil or, or whatever. It's like yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like five milligrams hydrocodone. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. And it's just like, all right, well, I better watch something. And then, the, any movie you watch on that shit will feel like Baby Geniuses too. But Black Christmas, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that seen both Baby Geniuses. No, I'm Maybe. only seen the second one. I'm a fake fan. <laughs> yeah. Normally, uh, I'm pretty obsessive compulsive about that stuff, but when we did Baby Geniuses 2 for the fucking uh, Good Old Fashioned Values podcast, I was like, no, not doing that. <laughs> right. yeah. Correct decision. Baby Geniuses 1, underrated. There, there's some really there's some really subtle, interesting baby acting in there. Like, you, you know, you got to kind of wade past the, uh, the mainstream uh, child movie appeal, but there's layers. Yeah. So, Stu, this was God, the guy who <laughs> the most I've ever just wanted to call you a pedophile. Speaking of <laughs> the pedophiles, like the guy who made the Baby Geniuses movies is like, and not like Bob Clark. I mean, maybe him, but like the guy who like wrote those and produced those is like the Michael Jordan of pedophiles, right? Wait, like, <laughs> he is he is uh, the all-time greatest. What's his name? He, there is uh, no one who can compete um, with the, whoever wrote those fucking movies. <laughs> A. A. Roy it's, Moore. It's written or, by. Or, uh, it's Black Christmas. I'm. Wait. Are you? Do you, you mean the by, writer of Baby no, Geniuses? No, no, Baby Genius. I'm looking at it right now. It's written by the manager by John Voight's manager, who John Voight is the executive producer. Yeah, he, he's of in those. I what? Think. Yeah, he's yeah. like the bad guy. Also, it's so funny that Did, the guy oh, yeah. who wrote Black Christmas is named Roy Moore. It's <laughs> like A. Roy Moore. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine black black Christmas? No, no. I was thinking about like the Roy, the pedophile Roy Moore. Oh, I was thinking about like Rudy. Ray yeah, Moore. what? Are you, who are you thinking? Rudy Ray Moore? <laughs> the Dolomite guy. Like the, I was imagining like what are you talking about? Hey, There's different guys. Yeah, no. I, I love. <laughs> I would love Peter to be dressed like Shaft in this movie. <laughs> have a funk theme. He, he, he's just doing <laughs> shitty. He, Billy does shitty karate. <laughs> Instead of like, instead of cable knit sweaters, they're all they're all just wearing like women's clothes, like they're wearing like women's sunglasses and shit. They have Isaac Hayes as Barb. Um, <laughs> brother, I'm having a, I'm having an asthma. <laughs> that might be the only way you could make her cooler than she already is in this movie. Yeah, um, no. But Stu, this was this was your pick. We ran because originally the plan was for a Christmas episode. We were going to do. Uh, Once Upon a Deadpool, and then um, uh, I think it was Lego Trailer Moth was like, you know, that's just a PG-13 edited Deadpool too. And I looked it up, and sure enough, that's what it is. And I was like, we're not watching Deadpool 2 Which, again. Which, like, thank God. <laughs> I'm so glad they, they just half-assed that. So that it I got is, to watch but an also, good you know movie. what else it is? It has the frame story in it from a fucking, from, like, The Princess Bride. Yeah, that, fuck that. Yeah. So we let the, we, we all picked a movie. Uh, and I, I thought surviving Christmas was going to win. 
But I I guess people don't realize that's the crazy Kirk Cameron, like, War on Christmas movie. So I thought Miguel had this in the bag, but it was it was a tight race. Uh, thought we were going to end up doing Cole's pick, uh, Charlie Brown, Bon Voyage, bitch, you bald-headed bitch. But uh, last second, I think it was by like one or two votes, uh, Stu picked Black Christmas, and you have never seen Black Christmas before. What? This I, you're very just like Canadian a Christmas slasher. movie, and I was just like... Yeah, okay, you have you. never seen the you the 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 key Canadian person on this podcast well, had never seen Black Christmas. I was kind of shocked. Here's the thing you need to understand: when you're actually when you live in Canada, you get exposed to a lot of what's called CanCon, like the, the mandatory Canadian content. And I mean, God bless our government for funding the arts even a little bit, but a lot of it sucks. There's a lot of terrible fucking sitcoms that no one outside of Canada has ever heard of that run like 10 seasons on CBC or CTV that are just dog shit. So when I see like Canadian movie or Canadian TV show, I don't get excited. Well, how, <laughs> how was off. it first time, first time going through since it is a ton of fun to see people's reaction to how insane this movie gets, especially in the last. Oh, it's, it was fucking delightful. This is. Uh, this, this movie's great. It might, I mean, I might need a, another watch or two, but it might be better than Halloween. No, it as is. As far as like, I'm pretty yeah, firmly is, in the yeah. tank for that. It is. It, I mean, Halloween is great. Don't get me wrong, but like, but it, but I remember going in and I was like, f- fucking the, the, the Christmas story guy made this, but yeah. like when you chop out the murder stuff and you're just left with the weird slice of life, uh, everyday absurdity interactions. The the uh, Mrs. Mac, the the house mother of the sorority, just like finding a bottle of booze in every corner to drink. Yeah. Uh, the fucking useless fucking go- fucking Gomer pile ass cop at the fucking front desk. <laughs> I was like, I I can see how this guy got the Christmas story job because it has the same kind of vibe i found this movie to be very this, funny it's, no it is this a really funny movie same, like tone and pacing as a porno in the first like 30 minutes it's crazy <laughs> like, like when the when the dad shows up and he's getting like rizzed up by the housekeeper he's like damn these bitches crazy but also it's kind of hot you know but then you like, get I, I, but then you get those the wonderful barbara monologues or just yeah. tidbits of dialogue. Her like the the whole bit about the fucking how long turtles can fuck. Uh, the part in the background, <laughs> the slip di- split diopter where she's just giving a kid booze. Like Stu, yeah. you, you know what you said? I was it in the in the you were like, oh, this is just like uh, Margot Kidder should just play Misato in an Evangelion <laughs> movie. Saying how hot she is in this dude. I, it's oh, she's it's, gorgeous. It's unreal. A friend, okay, a friend of mine was like, Spencer, I need a last minute like Halloween costume. What should I do? And I was like, oh, you should. And it was like, <laughs> I was like, you should go as fucking, uh, you know, Margot Kidder from Black Christmas or whatever. And she's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It's easy to put together. I felt like one of those guys that makes his wife cosplay as Jessica Rabbit. Like it was, <laughs> it, felt, it felt like such like a, like a, a psychotic thing to ask someone. I mean, she pulled it off really well. It was just very, like the whole time I was like, I should be like in a. I should be in a cage for even suggesting this, man. This is beyond. <laughs> no, but she's, no, I. She's so I kind of want to recreate her look too. I want. She's so yeah, yeah. She's so funny and she's so uh, uh, cool and and very like. Because uh, I only, like I've seen Margot Kidder in in like the Richard Donner Superman movies uh, years ago, 
And I thought there she was like made like Lois Lane, like a kind of cooler character than she might have been on paper. But she's awesome in this. She's so it's so disappointing that she kind of disappears. Jesus, I'm sorry. Okay, I haven't read the comics. I on the on the page of the screenplay of the movie. I mean, not let's let's just say Margaret Kidder has never had a store a a a story where Margot Kidder, not Margaret. All white women have the same. Yeah. But I also yeah. the point is she's just incredibly endearing in this movie, and it's, no, it's, she it's is. so. My biggest complaint about the movie is that she kind of disappears halfway through it. Well, no, she's but cool she does get the awesome. best death. She does she get does, the best yeah. death. Yeah. She's awesome she in real life too. Like she, like Playboy asked her, "It's like, hey, you want to be topless for our magazine?" She's like, "I'll do it if you let me write an article for Playboy." <laughs> they let her. That rules. She also died. I love women. She got him out. Okay, hold on. Yeah, she also. Yeah, she died because she was protesting, uh, like the Dakota Reserve pipeline, and she got like hypothermia, and that just killed her. Wait, I didn't know she died. Holy shit! Oh no, she She died died last year. Yeah, she died like a couple. She died a couple years ago. Of I think it was like suicide actually, but like she took a pretty bad mental hit protesting. The Dakota Access Pipeline. She lived like Ted Kaczynski for the last couple of years of her life. Let's go, dude. She is. She, she is. She fucking rocks. Like, yeah. Uh, what a what a woman. Yeah. S- smoke show of the century. Smoke show. Yeah. Smoke show of the week on Marvelous. I like. Also, she's got a a hustler magazine out, just like staring. At yes, she, I love, I love that moment. Can, can I? Can I just? Isn't say she drawing little, in it with a pen yeah. too? Just like yeah, she's like fucking around with it. it. But like those little character moments, like she, like every character, kind of gets a, a little moment. And you know, with the with the slash, one of the big appeal appeals is you know you, you want to see these characters like killed off, and so they kind of write them in a very yeah. disposable way. But like you know, it, it's very up in the air. Like who's actually going to be the final girl between like uh, Barbara and Jess? Uh, because they just feel like equally kind of like people in a way. Although Jess, of course, yeah. has the the more uh, which which is I don't think is talked about nearly enough. The fact that a, a good subplot of this movie is revolves around a woman's right to get an abortion. Yeah, and just From here. yeah, something that's I I completely forgot this- because I haven't seen this movie in like ten years. Care to like Spencer up. wasn't bullshitting. This movie feels insanely like thematically progressive for a a, a proto slasher movie from 1974. Like oh, it's, it's so funny. It's like it's. I mean, it is absurd. I mean, the comparison, the fact that Care Delia's character, he's like a red herring. You know, that's part of the part of the appeal. But also, like that's that's such a great fucking pull. But he also gets he having like the the 2001 the guy. Yeah. <laughs> looking, yeah. yeah, looking 100 years old, wearing the worst. His fucking, his fucking tiny Tim ass haircut. Yeah, he, like. he looks like a Polish father. Like it's so funny. <laughs> uh, but the fact that he's like, yeah, but that guy, that guy got so much pussy in the fucking 70s. You know, yeah. Every guy that looked like that was doing like Fritz the Cat shit to women. Brian De Palma <laughs> fucking banged Margot Kidder. Also, that's some, they were like dating for a I'm while. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> No, dude, I'm gonna hunt him down. Cole, have you seen Sisters? Because there, there are two of them in yeah. Sisters. There are two Margot Kidders. There's two Margot Kidders. Yeah. Holy I shit! Don't know if I, All right, that's going I, to the I, top I'm gonna have of the to list. like take blood pressure medication before <laughs> I watch that. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to double up on my propanolol. But um, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, me and Spencer are gonna take a bunch of doubters watching movies <laughs> so we don't kill each other. But the yeah, 
But the fact that Billy, Billy for starters, again, like not just framed as like a lunatic misogynist, but he like decapitates a child out in the fucking park. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a subplot. And, you know, yeah. he's he, there's also that line where it's like some townie girl got raped recently. That's probably mm-hmm. Billy, too. <laughs> so the fact that like the movie is drawing oh, comparisons yeah. between this, because uh, you also get the great line. You can't rape a townie but oh god yeah that, that <laughs> arms is, is, that's fucking Which, harsh man yeah that's crazy yeah no but, that's the most accurate sorority depiction i've ever seen but <laughs> Who um played billy uh it was uh, a bunch of people yeah a bunch of people but like billy i think the the interesting thing specifically about you know the jess's jess's sort of character arc about you know abortion is sort of how it parallels with like billy and itself like the amb like the the i mean fuck giving a, a summary of this movie if, if we want to do that later but there's like a correlation being drawn between like you know billy as this nefarious like nebulous ambiguous force he has like no fixed face no essence and that's kind of mimicking sort of this um sort of control and and sense of fear you know it's like like a patriarchal sort of kind ab- of abstracted kind of, yeah yeah he's uh, embodiment of male violence male possessiveness male gaze yeah yeah and whatever you want to call this that. is 1974 uh, this is a year after abortion you know roe v wade roe v was wade passed yeah in, in 73 this is the the coming off the the very like peak of the the women's movement so this is this is all like I because Spencer, I listened to the Get Cynical episode and Jesus Christ, that remake sounds terrible. But like just in comparison, how like subtle sort of the 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 way this the the original movie delves with all these issues and just hearing about what they do for the 2019 remake. It's just like <laughs> it, it's yeah, it's like all that stuff is in the original already. The bad guy in that movie is Jordan Peterson. <laughs> like literally they have like uh, i think what's i forget who's the the guy who plays him but like he's doing oh, like carriels carriels yeah, he's doing like half jordan peterson half milo there's no billy in the movie either it's like a cult of frat guys and it's like what yeah i saw that the final terrible. scene i saw the yeah. final scene they they run into like a frat room like avenger style and there's like one girl like throwing a menorah uh, at a guy <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> jesus what the fuck yeah. man <laughs> That is Man. that is unreal. It's so funny that the guy who made Porky's Porky's made the fucking rad femme slasher, and then it was like we're gonna we're gonna put a little feminist spin on it, and then the whole movie is the whole movie is about how the only t- good type of guy is a sensitive black nerd. That's the that's the moral of yeah. that's the moral. <laughs> we love, what we I, love what, that. What, that's that recurring Landon, the the blurred character in the new Black Christmas came on. I was like, we should have gotten Cole for this fucking episode. <laughs> Oh fuck! Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna have to watch the Black Christmas remake. The, the only man you can trust is a man that will not shut up about Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah, yeah it's a re- it's a recurring Listen. character. We've we've had like we we had it in Bumblebee. We had it in um, Jurassic World. It was the same yeah, guy. The it was, was the same tra- guy. What the fuck too? was that trend of like movies from like? I mean, it's still kind of happening, but it was mostly from like 2017 to like. I want to say like 2021 maybe i don't know but it all justifies like, buck just having like sexless black <laughs> nerds in movie <laughs> yeah that like have like the the most fuck they either have like the shittiest fade or just like the nappiest afro <laughs> where they're just like 
Like, what the fuck was a up with yeah, that? A bunch of and guys it was usually, like, the same two guys. The black nerds, that they all look like Keith Jarrett. And it's just... They look like Ice J.J. Fish. Well, they even do that to um, uh, Finn in the new in the new Star Wars trilogy. They kind of make him they did, that actually, kind of archetype yeah. too. Uh, that was so that was so funny when, like, two seconds after the movie dropped, he's like, "Yeah, I fucked her." <laughs> <laughs> that was like a fucking king. Uh, uh, he he deserved better than movie, what those movies. And gave there's him, a guy man. named Michael Rapport. But it would be really funny if, like, Michael Rappaport was just involved. Billy, <laughs> no, he'd be really good. Yeah, he's, really, he's like, he's, he's he's leaving them calls. He's like, I can say it, man. I can say it. <laughs> have the No, he'd be really good as like the dumb cop who also amazing scene stealer in the movie. Oh, just, the fellatio scene. Yeah, the fellatio scene. Uh, what is it? Just the not not to to our listening audience who hasn't seen the movie. Not what it sounds it's, like. It's yeah, not no, what it yeah. sounds yeah. like. Unfor- unfortunately, nobody gets their shit sucked in this movie. Yeah, Margot Kidder does not get her titties out. Sadly, yeah, no. But the the um the fellatio scene is they're trying to report the like you know the fact that one of these girls has gone missing to the police. And they have what's probably like the smart who would be the smartest cop in real life is just this like guy. And, you know, they're talking to him and he's clearly just not paying attention to anything they say. And then uh, he asked Barb, like, Kid, what's the number to call you with? And he's, she's just like, fellatio nine. And he's like, what's that? And she's like, oh, it's just a new exchange. And then he's like, OK, and just writes it down. <laughs> and then later, the head of police played by John Saxon, all time greatest at playing fucking gruff asshole cops sees it and he's just like you're, you're fucking you gotta be shitting me yeah they just all start bursting out laughing and oh, that's dude. that's a scene it's in the, the movie other, yeah the other like lieutenant who's just sitting in the background just starts cracking up and laughs hysterically for the next five john saxon all-time elite white boy yeah no elite fucking <laughs> oh, okay like he's in fucking He's in like Enter the Dragon as like the, the second best guy in the movie. He's, uh, he's in Nightmare fuck, on Elm Street. This. He's in Nightmare on Elm Street he, as like the only well, chill cop in that. Well, movie. John John Saxon also sort of like a is something very interesting. What what I really like about this era of slasher specifically is um well John Saxon, he actually starred in Mario Bava's The The Girl Who Knew Too Much, which is like usually oh. cited as the the very first like Jalo film and i've always been sort of very interested in like the relationship between like the 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 giallo and what would become sort of the the english language slasher like there's there's palpable influence between like something like like um like deep red came after but i was thinking specifically of like bird with the crystal plumage especially with the the, the margo the margo kidder death scene which I it was is just how jalo esque it shot and and this no this this movie looks almost like deep red at moments yeah, like it's it not like yeah, the no, same it's, it's like, it's like color tone in the really the yeah i want to also say like part of what makes this movie so good is and this is why it's insane to me that it was fucking bob clark who made this that the sorority house like this is one of the best like physical spaces i have ever seen depicted in a movie like the you get this perfect layout of the sorority house you know where everything is at all given times mm-hmm. and that allows you to like have these great moments where you'll see like some shadows moving around in the background or you'll have like a scene of like someone walking around the stairs and it'll get freakier it's like again just perfect masterclass in you know part of what makes it scary is that 
you know where the fucking attic is and you know how close it is in proximity to where the characters are. So Mm -hmm. you get a good idea of like what to be afraid of, where to look. It's like perfectly, you know, it's just perfectly articulated. It's, oh God. Yeah, the, 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 the physical, and that's a thing I find a lot of movies don't always do very well is, is establish spatial relations in a way that gives you I mean, obviously, sometimes they do that very deliberately because the spatials, the spaces don't exist in real life and wouldn't make sense if you understood them. But it works really well in this movie. Uh, Yeah, like it's it's really all you have to do is just have like a couple establishing shots early on in the film, you know, have a couple scenes where they like go through a place. And like so many movies just forget to do that, you know, and it's such an easy way of. Yeah, like Spencer well, said, like it, establishing tension. Yeah. Well, if if you fudge if you fudge space, you can cheat action a lot easier. You can have yeah. characters functionally teleport or go wherever because the audience doesn't have a clear enough idea of where things are in relation so to right. each other. Billy could to go, oh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but, but yeah, he, he kind of <laughs> can. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so sick if he just like he just he could just like do like fucking Shadow the Hedgehog shit. You know. He's like, <laughs> He'd be unstoppable. Well, he's already unstoppable. You know, I love God. That it all pays off so well with a katana. When, like, you know, he's upstairs, and uh, Jess gets the calls are coming from inside the house. Reveal, and you know, okay. Also, really good score for this movie. Like, oh yeah, just like aleatoric sounds of a fucking like. I think the guy who wrote it just like opened up a keyboard and just hit the strings with hammers or something. Well, I was, cause there's the scene where Peter flips out and uses a, uh, as a, a mic stand or a, or a, or a, like a sheet music reading stand and just smashes that grand piano. Yeah. With yeah. It. And the score just sounds like when he's doing that yes. in a lot of, yeah, it was in an effective way. Yeah. Carl Zitterer, he did it by like, he tied like, forks combs like knives like the piano strings and like then like distorted the recordings on like a uh like a audio tape to like slow it down and speed it up but no there's like the the one part i think about it's 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 when it it cuts to to you know clara's dead body in the in the plastic bag she's rocking back and forth i forget the shot that precedes it but it like announces that like very dramatic cut and it's it's very it's like the first kind of example of sort of like the a24 string but it's so much better in execution than than it is now or it's 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 like the source of it's like the uncut shit essentially yeah. but um yeah that that score that score does so much for the atmosphere and also just like the house the house is also character as well like i was noticing the there's that one specific poster that's like behind them of like zodiac stuff there's yeah, like kind of like yeah, a weird I, I there's like a too. culty imagery here and there like i'm thinking of like jess's like sweatshirt which i really want i i know there's like you can buy it online so i really want to get that um but like with the yeah. two hands yeah, with the, the two like, hands yeah. Yeah. poster that they have the fuck yeah, yeah the fuck poster fucking um oh yeah Mrs. Mrs. Max Max <laughs> trying to hide the the, the 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 groin part of it from the from claire's dad when he's looking for his daughter he's like my daughter What's better going not be on doing here? I didn't send my here. daughter here to just pick up boys and get drunk. <laughs> I love Has anyone on- seen the 2006 Black Christmas remake? Oh, yeah. No, I just wanted to say before we go on that tangent, sound design in this movie, also fucking incredible. Really good. Uh, awesome. Yeah. When I, when I like because this when I got the Blu-ray hooked up and like I was watching it with my headphones, I realized like so much of the movie has like a ticking clock sound effect. 
You know, the big like yeah. grandfather clock that they have out in the fucking sorority house. Oh my god, it's like some of the most scary and oppressive sound design outside of fucking like a racer head. Anyways, go on. Oh yeah, because the the score is so uh, relatively. There's not. It's sparse oh, and sort of abstract, was, and the sound design does so much was, to set the atmosphere. I was just curious if anyone actually seen that. Yes, I, I didn't even know there that, was a sequel. That movie is bad in like the exact opposite way the other remake is bad. Since in the 2019 one, it's like this is a feminist oh, reimagining. God. But the 2006 one is like it was. It was. I, I called it the very first direct to sleepover <laughs> movie because they. <laughs> They, like he said it billy, was the weird older brother movie <laughs> yeah billy like has a backstory in that and like his backstory is that uh like he was abused by his parents he was raped by his mom and had a, like a sister daughter with his mom named agnes let's go and then eventually he just flipped shit and killed both of his parents and then beat his mom with a rolling pin or like her corpse with a rolling pin Jesus and, Christ. and made cookies out of it to eat made cookies out of her skin <laughs> that's like that, that's like that like post saw like we have to make this shit as, so- as shocking as possible there's like an that, that, that is plush pan so, in 2006 that, that oh, is you know what? that I'm is looking like at the fucking... wikipedia page you know who was heavily involved with the production? It's fucking Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah. Harvey yeah. 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 And he oh, was the I'm one sure. who said, yeah, you need more exploding eyeballs in this. He's, he's the real life uh, Billy. Yeah. Uh, but that, it, that's just, that, that, that is such that like. Evil and like produced maybe like three good movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, didn't even have the audacity. Oh shit. Wait, actually I was, I was riffing a little bit, uh, but I just noticed that, uh, the the final girl in the 2006 Black Christmas movie uh, plays Black Canary on CW's Green Arrow television. Also, show. the uh, the Jewish girl in this movie, uh, I forget her name. I think it's Phyllis um, in Black Christmas. Andrea Martin. Yeah, she she plays the den mother in the remake. She also she's also very cool. Oh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in the remake. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, no, they got like a, they've got a whole stacked cast. I, I, that's kind of the Margot Cater of our time i guess if there is one which there isn't yeah that's uh, a, this is a weird no, and, and andrea martin for... is is a big uh canadian like especially comedy figure she was on uh have you ever heard of sctv uh yes uh cole nicole no no, no, no. <laughs> okay, so it was, uh, okay so it was a canadian sketch comedy show in the 70s and early 80s. I, used to, I used to watch reruns in the morning as a little kid and it had um eugene levy started there uh, Catherine O'Hara, John Candy, oh, Harold Ramis. Okay, okay. Like, Actually, now uh, I know Rick what you're Moranis. So, like all these people that would were okay. huge in in you know they're in like you know, Ghostbusters and the, the, all uh, all these movies and shows all through the till now started on SCTV. And Andrea Martin was also on SCTV. She just didn't break through in the states as much. Uh, also, Joe Flaherty is another guy that kind SCTV, of only stayed big in Canada. For? A uh, second city television because it was. No, it sec- stands, I think it stands for suck cock TV. <laughs> they had, you gonna take that? You gonna take? They, you gonna take that about your fucking uh, local television comedy skit show? Yeah, yeah. I live in BC. Fucking, yeah. Oh, so you had blow cock television? What, it, yeah. what if instead of Black Christmas, it was Blacked Christmas? You know what? <laughs> I'm surprised it took this long, actually. <laughs> that's no, that's gotta be like that's gotta be like a whole series of videos uh on Pornhub somewhere. I will actually hold on. <laughs> no, 
I got the private wow, okay. window open. <laughs> while, oh, no. while Cole searches that up, I just wanted to touch on something. It's a really subtle detail, but there's a way. So there's not a black Christmas as far as I can tell. There is a, uh, you can actually get it for $2.99 at Barnes & Noble, a, uh, a book called Blacked World, comma, <laughs> big, or colon, Big Black Christmas. Uh, on the cover is uh, the, uh, the BBC and Big Black Christmas is a different color than the rest of it. Okay. And then in, in a dash, uh, this is the real, real fucking, this is the curveball. Can you put it, can you put it in, in voice Santa, text? <laughs> Santa feminized me. So this is a. So <laughs> this, is a sissy, this also sounds like a terrifying movie. Play. Even though this is a this is a novel, I believe. Like how awful mainstream porn is. Like Black feels like four times more evil than it, 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 it is more. actually like just straight up evil. Yeah, like it is just it's I it's I remember as a joke like someone put on just the like I actually might have been this same conversation I was having with someone else. Someone put on like just the Riley Reed like hallway video before they get to the fucking and it is like it's like what like like Matt Walsh thinks is gonna happen if he goes outside. Like they just <laughs> I don't know if you. So is Matt so Walsh Riley Reed in this scenario? Yeah. No, because she's she brings her like white boyfriend to like a thug party, and <laughs> they just like carry him away and like throw him out of the house, and then like fuck his girlfriend while he washes in the window, and it's like or presumably watches in the window. I actually I I haven't I haven't seen past the hallway. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't really ca- care for Riley Reed yeah. blacked porn. What you, or you don't, you don't care about Riley Reed pretend, pre- like pretending to have human emotions. She's she's insane. <laughs> she's like she's evil, dude. Yeah, uh, I love how like she, someone people found her old tweets where she was just like, it's the people were asking like, how did you lose your virginity? And she was like, oh, I just raped my boyfriend. And then people were like, "Oh, I forgot like, about what? that." And he's like, "Yeah, we were in yeah. a movie theater, and I just, you know, I just raped him." And like, I was like, "I remember just seeing that." I'm like, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh. you this is the raunchiest main episode we've ever had. <laughs> yes, yeah. Stu. What was that well, detail you wanted to talk about? <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's a way. There's a way that light, particularly like a- electric light, looks yes. in cold weather but like cold weather where there's still a bit of like humidity like a cloudy yeah. day or something where it's like got this Can hazy glow like black, like black world big black christmas <laughs> yeah sure it's not like Stu had anything to say yeah this yeah. is, this is it's okay this is this is this is what usually happens so um <clears throat> So they could get like some festive music playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Cue it up, Miguel. Cue it up, Miguel. Frosty the Snowman playing. Yeah. <laughs> play play Hazy Shade of Winter, but the Bangles version. Yeah. Uh, alone on All right. Christmas. Okay. No. Comma. Shh, I was quiet. suddenly. No. No more. I want to say I my was... thing. It's very important to me. Yeah, I'm not done with it's the special. <laughs> okay. It's I, important like, to me. Do? There is a there is a way. Light like street lights, car lights, Christmas lights look in a certain kind of cold winter day. There's this like uh, ethereal, yes. hazy aura they get. Yes, 
that is, I, I find personally extremely beautiful, and I, I, I no, so I rarely see it caught on film. And and I, it's, I find I try to photograph yeah, it. It's really I, hard to I do. Love and the this texture. movie has it. Yeah, and it looks the texture awesome. of this movie. It, it's so nice to see. It's so like it's so the, just the the you know the 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 Christmas lights. There's like tinsel, of course, like pine trees, like sweaters. This is a very textured movie. Uh, I'm but, picking up a few things about this black. <laughs> I'm not letting this go. I'm, Fine, so, get it out, get it out, because her, you will the, you will not stop talking name, about it. I assume it's a pseudonym. Is M A Darkwood Rider? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's a distant relative. Uh, and <laughs> he's from the part of the family it's, we it's don't talk to anyway. Uh, alone on Christmas, I was suddenly awakened by a noise coming from my front front room. I was shocked to find it was none other than Santa Claus, and even more shocked to discover he was black. But the surprises didn't end there. Santa knew I was lonely and looking for someone to love. Oh no! But he also knew I wouldn't find what I was looking for oh, no. until I realized my Wait, true hold on, self. Hold on, before you say it, is there a line? Is there something along the lines of he stuffed my stocking with coal? No. Oh, but that that is actually really good. Yeah, the things he gave me will help me look the part, but it's the hands-on lessons that will make me believe it. Uh, and then about the author, I write and publish frequently. That that is true, by the way. I looked up on their author page; they have ninety published Jesus. black fan fiction stories. I'm glad they're not uh, lying. I write and publish frequently, and when I do, new books and bundles are at least a dollar off for the first seven days. Click on subscribe. Okay, fuck off. About me, I can't help myself. I worship black people. I'm a lowly white who can't get enough of that hot black stuff. Quote Male Billy. and female, I love them all. In real life, there's nothing hotter than consensual black on white sex. I like that like, you had to specify consensual. <laughs> and and I, I get it because it's like half of half of the black shit is like, I did, is this supposed to be like, you know, I'm, I'm taking uh, anyways, the blame in, for causing this derailment by making a shitty fantasy, joke. It's all good. Consensual. Oh, God. Consensual dub con and non con. It's all, all right. Mind, like, exit all out. Right. Exit out of that. Cole, close the porno browser. The greatest. Uh. The kills in this movie are phenomenal, but like again, yeah, they are the crosscut between Silent Night and uh, like you know Margot getting stabbed. That's like that's my fucking Godfather baptism scene right there. Oh, dude, when the light shines on the knife blade, yeah, it's on the, the unicorn, unicorn head. It's it's so beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's that Jalo esque sort of like sort of style I'm it thinking is, of because. Yeah. Like there's there's also just like where this also fits in um, sort of the genealogy of like the slasher is very interesting because this this does predate Halloween. In fact, like Bob Clark said he was like talking to John Carpenter because they were working on like a movie together and, and Carpenter had asked him, oh, well, what would you do for Black Christmas, too? Uh, and, and Bob Clark said basically, oh, I would like set it in fall and have Billy escape an institution. And that's and, and I would call it Halloween. So yeah, Black Christmas has direct lineage to Halloween. That's but cool. John also Carpenter also you might have just yeah maybe, maybe. That, that I don't sounds know. That sounds like uh, uh, that, does, that does sound. Like, <laughs> it was like an archival like, like interview they, with Bob Clark that I, I I saw that in. So I I don't know. I can't I can't say he's capping. I can't say he's capping. I, I don't it's know. Possible. I'm not familiar with the but, man's game beyond this and and. Uh, 
He also did another movie in like the 70s around Death Dream. But also, fun fact. This does sound like some Terrence Howard like next time. But, but fun <laughs> fact, this um, this was released in... This, <laughs> this premiered in Canada in October 11, 1974. And that was the exact same day the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was released in the U- United States. Like two two films Damn. that basically, I guess you would say like- They hit it, both. Yeah, they, they hit them both at the same day. Like, that's like <laughs> crazy interesting. Just, yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm like, I'm, as a horror movie fan, I'm kind of just like fascinated by sort of the- the different sort of like streams of like subgenres, like, you know, the Jalo, and then you got like psycho sort of inspired like stuff and like how they all accumulate to form well, like the, the new like seventies horror and like the, the slasher. Uh, that Cause it runs it. like, like I think that lineage runs back to like Agatha Christie. Oh it's yeah. Like yeah. 10, 10 little Indians. Yeah. No, say the original through title. Psycho. You can say the original. It is the original title. That is the original. No, it is uh, not. I thought it was. No, and then they changed not. it to, and then there were none because it was no, offensive. No, no. The original title was not 10 Little Engines. Go back and look up what the actual original title was. Just oh, God. Is it, to, is it the N word? Yes, it was. Oh, incredible. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it was worse. <laughs> like the, oh, Agatha. The Little Engines was the t- toned down version. God, this is like when I found out what the they used to say instead of catch a tiger by the toe. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, dude, the original cover. Wait, you Holy no. you looked it up? <laughs> oh my dude, the original cover is in this is like some shit that happens in like a fever dream. Like <laughs> This is our most racially charged episode. Well, this is also, I say, it's a movie that has a cast of entirely white people. Well, I also want to say that <laughs> this is a really, really just good Craig. <laughs> this is a really good who done it just generally, since there's only one suspect the entire time. And it's like, okay, yeah. it's this guy. And then like when you think it's like, okay, they're gonna fake you out, maybe it's and like the the one of the some of the producers were like, No, you gotta make the other boyfriend in the movie the killer or something. And he was like no, it's just some guy. It's just some fucking guy. Did, Don't get did it. They ever, Which is did they so, ever so disconcerting. Did they ever when film? When there's no reveal I, at the end. I read there was like an alternate ending, either like written or shot, uh, where the other boyfriend it reveals like it's revealed like he did it. But I, I don't know if that was ever shot. Uh, um, I don't think it was ever shot. Terrence Howard was the yeah. okay. Christmas but no, they, He's just running around with like his little micro They wanted The <laughs> producers wanted that to be the ending because of how ambiguous the original one is. And oh, by the way, it's so fucking scary how they just like, you hear Billy whispering and then you pan out and you hear the phone ringing. You don't even hear like a scream. You just hear that fucking analog phone ringing. It's oh, he's still yes. in the fucking house. <laughs> yeah, but... It's a fuck. It's a hell of an ending. Yeah, but... Uh, they did want like the other boyfriend. I think it was uh, Claire's boyfriend to be the killer. Some of the producers yeah. were and, like, Bob yeah. was like, no, that's stupid. What the fuck would that the, be? Yeah, the, I, I think it's funny. They have like the little American flag on the desk in the police station trying <laughs> yeah. to tell you that this movie's set in the United States. And then Claire's ho- hockey goalie boyfriend <laughs> yeah. has the most insane Canadian accent. Like they, they don't make they, like they don't no, make no. guys that accent anymore. But, like they they kind of stopped existing in like 1987. It's it's set in Minnesota. It's, yeah, this is this takes place in Minnesota. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
No, the the ending is just a fucking like kick in the head. It's like obviously there's a lot of cool like singer endings and slasher movies. I mean, Halloween has one, but this is just the like straight up the fucking darkest one that has ever been filmed. It's it's so unnerving and it's so fucking effective. Yeah, it's just some unexplained guy living in the attic of the sorority house, hanging out with two dead bodies. And he's just, can he keep doing what he's doing? And you don't know why. And you don't know what any of it means. And that's, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the horror of the unknown and the unknowable. So that, mm-hmm. that really worked for me. Yeah. No, well, this it, is this is it's a it's a riff on the the like you know the babysitter urban legend if if I'm um, oh not totally mistaken. yeah yes it is which like yeah, that, is, I, that is I, one of those true yeah. crime stories that I like kind of get obsessed with whenever I read it it's like what the fuck this shit happened yeah uh, Wait, that what? and well apparently no, there it was did. there was also like there, what Bob or or not Bob Clark the the guy right wrote a uh, Rudy Ray Moore. <laughs> Roger Moore. Um, <laughs> he enough. he like he partly based it off. I guess there was either an actual crime or it was just like a legend of like a fourteen-year-old boy in Montreal who just like killed his family members in nineteen forty-three. Um, and and I mean, and and just in general, like horror movies themselves, they're they're kind of like in 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 the tradition and like form and function of like myth and urban legend like they're like the slasher like the story of black christmas if you boil it down to its like basic elements is also the story of halloween is also the story of like friday 13 it's it's all the same sort of like it's like the, the same sort of core and essence of of the story just reconstituted different times and uh like this i can see what's that what's that other movie with um is it audrey hepburn she's like the blind Oh, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait until, until dark. dark. Yes, wait until dark. Good movie. Which I, I, I think also probably has some some DNA in a, a in, little in this bit, but there's no little bit. There's no that movie doesn't really have a big body count until like, like yeah, kind of the climax of the yeah, ending. Yeah, it's not because it's um, not a slasher that didn't yeah. exist really in at least the way we know it. So that scene where uh, Alan Arkin leaps out of the darkness, though, right at the end, fucking got me pretty good. Actually, it's a it's a solid. Oh, I rewatched Edward Scissor. I rewatched Edward Scissor Hands last night because I'm like regressing into a 13 year old girl again. <laughs> I forgot how funny <laughs> he is in that. He's just like just watching fucking Johnny Tap with his giant yeah, no, scissor hands fucking... trying to eat a pea. He's like. So are you the like in the neighborhood story that it's that the, the urban legend is based on is like actually kind of scarier than the urban legend. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. so fucked. It's all I it's one of those stories I can't read about or else I become schizophrenic for an afternoon. Yeah, um, it's like it's it's fucking insane. They never found the guy. <laughs> they just never found the guy. Yeah, you could just do that shit. They're in the like, 50s. whoops. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like no CSI shit. You could you could do anything. Yeah, it, and it, it wasn't it like the baby they switch like the the original babysitter quit, and then like two days after the new babysitter started, like the murders happened. I think so, something like that. It's wild. Yeah. All right. If you had to hide in someone's house because you were planning a home invasion murder, where are you hiding first? Uh, Notch's <laughs> uh, house, the Minecraft guy. 
That shit looks cool. <laughs> oh, the candy I, I'm room. Not, like what room of the house? But like, yeah, actually doing that to Notch's candy room. Would I don't be think you'd have to try that hard to kill Notch. I think you just walk through the front door and kind of raid up to him. It'd be like the, the easiest hitman level in the world. Do you think he still has the candy room? Oh yeah. He ate yeah. it all. <laughs> Why would you do that? What's he up to? What's Notch up to? <laughs> I don't know. Like he. What's what's Notch? Has, has he seen Black Christmas? <laughs> let's, let's see if he's seen Black Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I would love box? to call. Does he have I would box? love to call like Notch or Elon Musk, uh, fucking, and just do the <laughs> Billy voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're gonna get like phone calls banned off Twitter. Yeah, the, the like voice call shit. Is that still around? I don't know. Is, still, is, is that it? still exist? Oh, you mean that should not that should not be a function. Uh, Let me see. Hold on. Spaces or did they have like direct? No, they, they, had, like, they added like they added like FaceTime to the phone to the Twitter app. It was crazy. Yep. When? No, it's still I here. never even know. I, I, you I, have I, like, to, so you much have shit to, happens on this website. I don't even notice. It's it's only available on. Why are my DMs so popular? Uh, it's fucking. It's only available on the mobile app. Your DMs are all death threats, dog. They're all no. It actually. I, I opened it and yeah. it was like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So on on yeah, the note of like inexplicable psychopaths, I've, I've always wanted to like ask one of those people that like takes something completely innocuous and banal and stupid and get so mad that they have to slide into someone's DMs and threaten to kill them. I always just want to ask them why Same or like what they're feeling or thinking when they do that. I, I, I want an explanation. Probably mad. Yeah, you mad, bro. Well, okay, Angry. yeah, but like like I've I've been pretty mad. In my life, and, and and I've been mad enough to tell people to kill themselves, but they usually had to do something like pretty bad. What was this Catholic guy on Twitter? I threatened to send him to the booty dimension. That's the closest <laughs> I've ever, <laughs> the closest I've ever gotten to a death threat. <laughs> Fucking booty dimension. Yeah, I, no, I I threatened to send him <laughs> ten thousand years in the booty dimension, and isn't that just Philly? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's family. This conversation again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you guys talked I'm just, about? I'm just imagining the Philly population. That Philly, Philly black Christmas. <laughs> 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 he's just like he's just like damn that pussy look right. <laughs> let me let me climb up on. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's like what's the exchange number? Oh, it's a uh, it's a uh, backshot nine. <laughs> what? What? Sorry. Oh, it's a new exchange. Yeah, backshots nine. I'll spell it for you. <laughs> yeah. That that's something dirty, isn't it? Uh, no. <laughs> I feel like I haven't expressed at least as as a person how much I love Margot Kidder in this. She's Just like so good. this. She's so good. Just every like a Black Christmas like, is just called oh, Touched On. Just, just all all Margot Kidder's dialogue. She's 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 so sharp and she's so witty and uh just the the way again, the way this movie has like characters who f- seem like very well defined or like well sketched out without, you know, dedicating entire like scenes. Like it's it's very efficient in its characterization. It's it's you know, it's it's kind of like sparse, but like you know, it, it it's like a 
It's like a, a sparse that with all these like little details that really like make you Every, feel they have a dimension. Everybody feels them. like a person, like yeah. like a bit of a caricature, like, you know, the which way, is what you need to get a personality across. Like the way in, in they react to that, time, to like the first when they first get that, or at least the first phone call we're seeing, and you know, Olivia Hussey answers the phone. She's like, "Oh, the the or or is it is it Olivia Hussey who answers the phone first, or is it a Margot Kidder? I think it's Olivia I Hussey." Yeah. I think it was a little bit. Yeah, how, yeah, it is. But she, yeah, she, she, has, she like, like the calls most... them all over. She's like, listen to this. And then, you know, the, the way like Margot Hitter just like talks back to Billy yeah. over the phone, like completely unfazed. And it's only at that, you know, the, like, you know, I'm going to kill you that it that it becomes like you, you get the you. sense that she's kind of shaken by that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, the it's I think so but I also nice. love how like there's the obviously everyone knows the the turtle monologue, but she also does a great depiction of someone who gets too drunk at the function. Yeah, me. Yeah. That's me. That's gonna be yeah. me at my Christmas party. I'm gonna yeah. I'm actually gonna you know what? I'm gonna see if I can get like a little choker. Are you gonna say, like, you gonna a, say a the turtle thing? I'll try. I'll try to throw that out please, of my Christmas please party. The, please please say the turtle thing. That's Yeah. I'll like this, this is maybe the only time in my life I've ever understood the concept of the coffee shop AU fan fiction because I want more of her and her character <laughs> in another context where she doesn't die. Can someone please? Can someone clip wow. that and send it to me? I want to make it part of the soundboard on the server. <laughs> Miguel's gonna keep that because that was Miguel's that was gonna keep insane, that. That's, that's that was an insane <laughs> sentence. One of our one of our listeners it. just had was like activated like a sleeper agent by that string of words. I'm. I'm being slightly hyperbolic. I I would never no, actually. No, she's no. I get it. She's like cool as shit. Just like yeah. I mean, that's also just like Margot Kidder is a very, very charismatic, very charismatic person. Yeah. Yeah. But also just like again, this this character um, that again, you're you're kind of led to believe up until she gets like killed. It's like up in the air, like who's gonna survive this? Her or Olivia Hussey. I uh, I also like how Olivia Hussey manages to be sympathetic. Especially compared to her horrible fucking 105 year old oh, boyfriend. Dude, that guy is insane. I love that. He's he like, we're going to kill our baby. It's he just, sucks. It's I was so like, funny. yeah, it's her body, bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, free, he's freaking out he's, over his fucking like little, little fucking he piano such a piece. And yeah. is his shitty tiny Tim ass hair and his like fucking turtleneck sweater. Fuck off, dude. He sucks. Because well, he, he like, it so perfectly captures, like, that level of just, like, down bad trying to save the relationship. Yeah. Like, just the He gets the rejected from marriage. Like, and then he's just, like, yeah. he's just, then, like, I love how she's just, like, Peter's not a bad, okay, for starters, it's so insane. <gasps> Wait, I have sounds the. Sounds like York in the movie. But I have the, <laughs> like, I have Peter's the quote not she a bad gives. person. But I, uh, the, there's like I, I was thinking like this this line of dialogue they give Olivia Hussey when he's they're having that again that again I want to emphasize the fact to 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 people that there is a substantial abortion subplot that is handled very deftly, um it for for 1974 yeah, from the, again the well, guy it's, who it's, did Porky's but she says it's but, not just uh but Olivia oh, sorry. sorry but I Olivia Hussey says says the following and I think it's very profound. Um, this is this is when she's she's talking um, to him about, you know, like he rejects marrying him. And she says, I told you about some of the things I wanted to do. I still want to do those things. You can't ask me to drop everything I've been working for and give up all my ambitions because your plans have changed. 
be realistic. I can't marry you. And I, I don't know that's like, this is 1973. This is, or 74. This is a year after at least Roe v. Wade happened in America. And, and again, the, the proximity of this movie to like the, the women's movement and second wave feminism, like just, I, I just, I, I love that sort of, um, depth of character because because you think of sort of the the archetypal final girl and she's you know she always has to be virginal she has to be you know essentially like a boy in like girl drag but like a uh, jess the character jess like com- completely upends that example because her her character revolves around this this incredibly like intimately female kind of um issue and um She's not a virgin. Again, that's, like, yeah, she and she's clearly not a virgin. Like, she's explicitly she's yeah, not a virgin. She's not like you know chaste or pure. The first person who dies is the fucking chaste one. The, yeah, she's the, like, the virgin yeah. dies like, first. I would. She was like, I would love to get a pussy, uh, a a abortion, like with her fucking weird ass voice. I love how she delivers her monologue. She's like, you have to be realistic, Peter. I cannot. I cannot marry <laughs> her. Sound pronounce. like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> oh hi, Bob. She just enunciates every single word wrong. It's like Bob, you're being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, she does not do a very good job of covering up a, a, a British accent. I mean, it, to, to the extent where I was just like, a, she's like, a, she must be like a foreign exchange student or something. Yeah, she's a foreign exchange student. She's an international student, whatever. Does this, take place, does this take place in Boston? Because like, I got a Boston. <laughs> Boston. Yeah. Out of the, out of the movie. You know? I, I don't Maybe know it's where it is. I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, <laughs> talking about townies, which is just something that I associate with. Yeah. I, I, that's just all that's a, that's towns, everywhere that's yeah that's all college towns boston is a significant one but we were we were talking before we started recording how you said that this movie it it, it subverts it, it or quote unquote subverts, subverts tropes it, that didn't exist yeah yet. <laughs> which again because yeah. i i reread parts Actually, of uh, the men, guy that made porkies invented woke <laughs> but i i reread sorry. parts <laughs> of men women's women in chainsaws and uh, which is a which is a fantastic book. It's like with, crucial in the canon of like you know feminist media studies, especially like horror media studies in general. It's it's where the 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 terminology, the final girl that that's all Carol J. Clover, but never mentions Black Christmas. It's it starts with you know there's you know talk about like Psycho citing that as sort of the origin point for at least the American slasher. But um, it, it, it takes um, Texas Chainsaw to be the origin point of the slasher. And again, as, a, as I mentioned, they were basically released on the same day. And everything that we talk about with when it comes to like Halloween, like the POV shots, for example, that was all done already in Black Christmas. Like I, I was watching some behind the scenes stuff and they were like talking about how they did um, – because like the 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 shot where like Billy's climbing up the side of the house, like that's that's the camera guy with like this like steel rig harness on him. Like all of these techniques that we credit to, to John Carpenter, who who I, I love John Carpenter, and I love Halloween, but it, it all it's it's all modeled after Black Christmas. It is like it is un- uncanny how much it it both sets the template, but then also defines what the template would be yeah like it's it's it, it feels it, it, it feels like a movie 
like stylistically uh kind of visually very grounded uh in its era but like thematically and, and sort of structurally and plot wise it it feels like it, it could have been dropped in from decades in the future and, and yeah. it goes on to just the, the characterization of all the women in the movie even the the kind of more incidental characters they just they don't feel or they 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 they, they, they just feel like people it's in a way that like a lot of women do. in movies especially this kind of movie don't they they mm-hmm. kind of just tend to fall into the the archetypes it's a classic uh, uh i don't know it's like a classic 70s like people shooting the shit movie you know like of the hal ashby mold and it's just invaded by the most evil killer of all time which makes it really effective because you know there is this sort of like comedic angle for the first hour or so and then once uh margot kidder bites the bullet things escalate or no once they find the kid's dead body out in the snow it's like oh shit which this is for real i love i love yeah. the editing of that scene because you you see like you never see the body it's it's like the camera's sort of propositioned where sort of that that the dead body of the girl would be and then the, her mother comes into the shot and she just starts wailing and all you hear is is the telephone going off because billy's calling again like that sort of like i the little those little bits of like Oh, on, on that and, like, moment, audio. Billy was putting up Wilt numbers on this campus, dude. On that moment, something that struck me was because because you're so you're in that kind of like seeing like if you were standing on the corpse. Yeah. And the first person to come into frame is, is Claire's dad. Yeah. And you see this like he's like at first he's like he thinks it might be her body. You see this like subtle look of relief on his face that it's not his daughter he's looking at. And then mm-hmm. he steps out of the way and the mother comes in the frame. Then you see her reaction. Yeah. Recognize the body as her daughter. There's no dialogue. There's not like a, Oh my God, it's my daughter. Or, yeah. Oh, thank God. It's not, it's just very subtle. Yeah. And yeah. very effective. Hmm. Like it's a, yeah, for 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 a guy that I guess mostly went on to make schlock, this is just Porky. such a shockingly well made movie. <laughs> yeah, no, and again, genuinely pretty oppressive, pretty frightening. Bobby, what happened? It's not scary to me anymore since I've seen it like nine times. But the first like three times I watched it, I would be like walking around my parents' house looking at the attic, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep downstairs tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Spencer, have you seen have you seen Bob Clark's other I think he he did in 1974 as well a uh, death dream but I yeah, think it's also dream, it's yeah. been high on my list for a while I really want to see that one since I've heard that's the other good one Yeah I I watched it a couple years ago um but that yeah it it it's from what I remember of it it it, it shares a lot sort of in common with um like Black Christmas in terms of just like being because sort of the political angle of that movie is this is a, a Vietnam War vet. And so it also has that sort of um, Ooh, subtle, that like subtle kind of commentary again, like a, a, a good difference, just like hearing about what like the 2019 Black Christmas does um, get like subtlety. Like I, I, I hate to keep harping on that term, but like I'll, just a lot of the things that are that work so well in Black Christmas that I think the modern sort of horror doesn't really get a lot of the time is is sort of the the subtlety and the deafness at which it it executes those sort of things you know not like over the top and I'm someone who loves maximalism but like you know I I like I saw that one fucking ending clip from Black Christmas 2019 I'm like what the fuck are we doing here we're doing like an Avengers style fucking yeah. beating up on the 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 bad guy cult 
sort of bullshit, which yeah, the, again, like the, the like the ambiguity of, of Billy himself and, and and whether he's alive, like because we we never actually see who Billy truly is. I mean, I I think there's also a room to read that ending as well as like okay, the boyfriend was maybe the killer, but sort of this lingering sort of presence of of his oppression over like Jess's life is not going away. Like I I think that ambiguity is built in. You can't you can kill one shitty guy, but you can't kill like a whole system that breeds shitty guys basically. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's so weird. Like I something happened like just like I mean I think it was already kind of bubbling up in the cultural conscious, but like when Trump got elected, everybody just lost their minds. Started sucking at writing like yeah. at new horrible levels of sucking at writing. I uh, actually speaking of writing how would you guys do a Black Christmas sequel? <laughs> oh, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. This movie <laughs> I is wouldn't. perfect. <laughs> I, w- I, I got a perfect Set it in Philly. Set it in Philly. Set it in Philly. <laughs> Actually, it did, right it, did involve a, it did involve a black guy who's been convicted of sex crimes, but I don't think uh, it was based Jonathan on Majors. Jonathan Majors is Billy. Which we no. got to... <laughs> No, it's not. I actually know it is a black guy that is currently in jail for his sex crimes, R. and Kelly? also has a connection to to hiding in 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 uh, little known parts of the house. And you, Chuck Berry, you have R. Kelly reply reprise his role from Trapped in the yeah, Closet R. Kelly as sort of trapped like in the, the attic, trapped in the attic, yeah, as sort I'm of like the, the uh, Ooh, don't tell him what we did, <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> It's sort of like the Doctor Loomis <laughs> yeah. to like to Billy's like like Michael Myers, you know. It's uh, like he can't be contained, you know? <laughs> and he's stopped in the attic. Ooh. He's coming out of the attic. <laughs> he's gonna he's stabbing the girl. <laughs> <laughs> he's peeing on Bob now. <laughs> Here's my pitch: crossover event of the century. Mm-hmm. Black Christmas versus Home Alone, and and Billy's chasing <laughs> okay. old, strung out Macaulay Culkin around a house while he tries to. He's got a Billy to, is played to, by Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you? Let me touch on you. <laughs> I would like your big pink pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. did you see? Did you see Leaving Neverland? <laughs> yeah, that documentary. Yeah, that was upsetting. It's, Sandman, the Michael, the <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of a piece of shit, but like their descriptions of everything that happened or that they That's claim upsetting. happened are so explicit, and I didn't I was not like expecting that. that. Like that. This is like, and then he bent me. It's, it's like, like oh, come on, the documentary. I love how, like, the cultural uh, conception around Michael Jackson was, like, I mean, he was, like, kind of a pedophile, but I think he was just, like, generally a weird dude. Like, he was probably just having sleepovers with them. And then that movie came out and it was, like, oh, no, he was, like, an advanced pedophile. He's a black belt. Yeah, he was fucking He was a kids. tactical pedophile. Oh, boy. Black Christmas, though. Watch it. Fucking watch it. I yeah, it's, spoiled it's, it's watch great. It. Check it out. But, Fucking see the, it. No summary this time. Fuck you. Yeah, no summary. Watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like sixty summary. minutes long. It's the shortest movie in the world. No, the, like. Here's the fucking summary for you. Uh, what is it? A guy comes into a, a fucking sorority house, picks off the woman in it one by one. They think the women are going missing because they're all leaving for the holidays. But you know, there's also this one shitty boyfriend one of them has, and they're getting a little suspicious, especially when they discover a dead body out in the park. And then by the time they realize what's going on, it's too late. 
because the cops won't help and the one cop that's out to watch them gets fucking murdered <laughs> and just his throat the, the cops are open. fucking useless in this yeah. movie which i like uh, it would have been sick if john saxon busted out some of his kung fu movies. the final girl what if it kills her shitty <laughs> like boyfriend he just does like the five finger death punch on fucking on bill the final girl <laughs> kills her shitty boyfriend in self-defense but then uh everyone leaves the house and the cops wait outside as all of a sudden the camera pans out and you realize the killer is still in the attic, as are some of the bodies. The phone rings, implying she's about to be killed next, but you never hear it. Yeah. There's your fucking song. Oh, and, and, and everybody just leaves her alone in the house, yeah, that too. Is like, There's one cop standing outside. They just leave while she's passed going? out in shock. I used to think that um, was unrealistic, but like the more I learn about like police work, especially like in the past, like it's like this is yeah. Probably, yeah. they're lucky they left a cop watching her. <laughs> that, um, they, they like they like kind of get their shit together for like five seconds and it's too late like they're like oh yeah we'll like run the phone trace or whatever and it's like yeah you should have done that like immediately i love also know? how like the the stupid cop says like oh it's coming from this address and then he's like you fucking idiot that's the same address yeah moron <laughs> it's like that's what it says and then he's like oh no <laughs> I also yeah, like just to the, the, say, explicitly tell him, like, please do not tell her the killer's inside the house. And then, like, after, yeah. like, two yeah. seconds, he's like, calls are coming from inside the house. Okay, yeah. good-ass movie. I gotta head out. Uh, I, so I have movie. one one question before we kind of go to our, our closure that I, I'm just kind of curious uh, what y'all make of. is: Are there any, like, what other directors have that, like... A, a really bad batting average overall, but they just completely knocked out of the park like once. Kevin Smith. Shut the... I will... Ke- I will crush your skull with one hand. I will ruin your life. You are a fucking dead man. You're a fucking dead what? man. <laughs> you, you, are, you are the worst thing that has ever come into my life. And I, I, I do not respect anything you ever say. Um, I don't know. I don't really. There's no me, other director quite me, like Bob Clark in that regard. Give Give me a sec. Yeah, there's there's none that's really like, because uh, because most of Kevin Smith's movies are like two star. Like there's none that I would say are like one star awful. Like like the the Baby Geniuses movie that you were describing, but then also has like a five star masterpiece. Because I I still do like parts of Chasing Amy, but like. And, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it like a five stars. Someone's gonna be like, "You have it at five stars right now on Letterbox. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking kill you. I'm gonna uh, come to your house and and fucking trap you." Uh, I I unfortunately do not have an answer. I do not have an answer. <laughs> uh, uh, Lenny Lenny Reifenstahl. <laughs> no, <laughs> I not necessarily like a five star and a one star, but just like because I'm kind of think like I mean. I, I don't know if Joel Schumacher quite counts, but like falling down is kind of like head and shoulders above anything else he ever made. His Batman movies are like interesting, like visually interesting. I wouldn't like, like he, like no one has like fucking the best, like one of the best slasher movies or like one of the best, like movie in their genre. And then one of like just the most forgettable piece of shit, unwatchable dog shit like super babies. I he is a very unique rare breed of guy, you know. He is Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got to say I've never seen uh Porky's. I guess I kind of for, I forgot like oh yeah, Christmas Have you story, seen right? have you seen uh, Baby uh, Geniuses? Uh, apparently the most misogynist movie of all time. <laughs> he's he's really uh 
straddling the line there. It's like he he somehow made the the, the misogynist comedy and the uh, progressive feminist slasher movie. Uh, a man of contrast. It's crazy how misogynistic oh, wait, I, that, all of those. You like, just reminded me let's of another panty raid style movie is like those are those are evil ass movies. <laughs> you just you just reminded me of my my third watch something too. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so uh, did anyone else have any closing thoughts or we want to move um, on to our, uh, I, our outro? Here? I I I want Olivia Hussey's sweater and I want to try to recreate Barb's um fucking Christmas party outfit. Uh, that that's it. Uh, uh, watch or not watch something else, but uh, watch, yeah, watch something, something also. Too. Other movie recommendations. Uh, yeah, um, I'm I'm all bird with the crystal plumage, deep red. Uh, both by Dario Argento. Um, crystal plumage. That's kind of like that's where he got his start. Um, sort of the 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 one of the gems or sort of the 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 crowning jewels of like the early Jalo or just the the Jalo and it's like really uh, like early seventies heyday. Uh, Deep Red, which is the movie he did right before Suspiria. Uh, Deep Red, also technically a Christmas movie, uh, if if only for one scene. I think if think they, I think the rule is usually if there is even like one scene during Christmas, it counts as a Christmas movie. Whatever, um, but Who yeah, made that rule. Was that I don't in, know. Was the Constitution. I don't know. Thomas Jefferson did, bitch. I don't. Don't ask me. <laughs> he was like, he was like fucking a slave. <laughs> like, okay, they're gonna invent some shit called like Christmas movies. And I gotta make it um, and and just because Stu mentioned um fucking feminist slasher, uh, Slumber Party Massacre, which is uh written and directed by a woman, uh. Fuck, Slumber Party Massacre 2 also whips. Uh, those are those are two really good. Um, they're like you know direct sort of kind of on on the one hand very very much parodies of the slasher, like very self aware and meta, like way before like at least ten years before Scream did it. Um, but also they're just good slasher movies as well. Um, yeah, so those are those are my picks. Um, again, we, we've, of, we've talked of, about Dario Argento before on the pod. He's, yeah. uh, don't don't we, look at we his. Should get, don't look at his. We uh, should get you stuff, and, and and Spencer to uh, debate Dario Argento sometime. Oh yeah, oh, Spencer's yeah. not a fan. Not, not that much of a fan. Although those soundtracks are fucking crazy. Those fucking like the Deep Red soundtrack is like my favorite movie soundtrack ever. That shit goes so hard. Oh, it's incredible. Not a, um. If I can suggest something else, uh, this is not a horror movie, but uh, everyone should watch Sweet Smell of Success, the fucking movie from the 1950s. I know you guys probably wanted this to be like somewhat related to the movie, but I don't, no, it's I don't care. It's our, I don't care. This is no, our Christmas yeah. episode. We're, we're celebrating. We're giving you all treats. So Sweet Smell of Success is not a Christmas movie either. It's just like the single best script I have ever seen in a movie, period. It's fucking scary and wild and hilarious and really really cutting very almost like kind of ahead of its time gender politics too but it's mostly just like one of the most evil movies to ever come out of hollywood during its golden age so please watch that uh cole i'm gonna say uh i got two actually from the same director i'm gonna say first up nightmare on elm street uh, you get that John Saxon double feature, yeah. also kind of a feminist, like like uh, leaning horror movie. But then I'm also gonna say Wes Craven's New Nightmare because I kind of fuck with the 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 first part of that. The back half, like not not good, 
Uh, no, yeah, yeah, it kind of it falls but apart. The the first half with all the all the meta stuff and more John Saxon. I'm a big big John Saxon fan. One of the best character actors of all. John time. Saxon heads. John John Saxon heads will want to check out New Nightmare. That just sounds like Nightmare, a fake name, like a B action movie, <laughs> like the character's name. No, it, John Saxon. It does. It does sound like 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 a James Bond, but he's American and like <laughs> somehow does more sexual assaults. Like. <laughs> But no, yeah, shout out to John Saxon. Uh, I think he was chill. He actually, I think he died in the Deep South. So maybe he's loose-related to Spencer. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's definitely Wouldn't that make him how it worked. John Scott's Irish? Wait, what the fuck? His name isn't John. His real name is... This is I fucking hate Hollywood, dude. John Saxon, <laughs> born Carmine Orico. Carmine Orico. <laughs> <laughs> So my old man would have called the Wonder Bread Wop. You know, he eats his Sunday gravy out of a jar. Dude, oh, <laughs> oh my, man, oh, he's, actually, he's, he's just like I. He's a getting oh up. I want to have a movie career. I need the the least Italiano name sounding possible. I need the new the the, the, the John the Saxon. Let's go on the nose. I, I want mean, to be an effective cop. Yeah, he was he was like born like like twenty minutes from Ellis Island. He was born in Brooklyn in the 30s, oh, man. and then like moved to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> that's so funny that they like. He still wasn't white enough, so they it's like, yeah, you, how, your name's going to be uh, Anglo Stevens. That's yeah. what your name's. <laughs> yeah, gonna... your name's gonna your name's gonna be Dave Aryan. <laughs> also, he looks weird as shit with hair, with like a full head of hair. His Wikipedia headshot. Is like before he got like the like balding in the top, which I think he's one of the few guys to ever pull off the balding on the top look. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a look. Wow, this Wikipedia picture—he looks like a. Game I'm not show attracted host. to it, so yeah, no, yeah, but he looks, it is he a looks look. like a character that he looks like a guy that would like play Archie from Archie Comics and like a movie from the from like a, a fucking like movie serial from like the 1940s, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Like that's 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 the he looks like the actor that like your grandma had her first orgasm to. <laughs> uh, I think that was Roy Rogers. Uh, anyways, you yeah, can, what you can find Spencer. At, well, uh, no, you didn't give out any. Hey, I, you didn't let me. Jeez. Oh, you guys I'm sorry. Fuck never here. Yeah, no, we we run along. Y'all are uh, holding me hostage. <laughs> all right, oh yeah. Well, we're we're about to wrap up. Uh. Uh, my my suggestion, I just have one. Uh, it's Intruder, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, Scott Spiegel, mm. the the co writer of uh, Evil Dead one and two, just the a close collaborator with uh, Sam Raimi and co. This was his turn behind the camera. Uh, great little, kind of like uh, Black Christmas, in that a, the, a lot of the first half of the movie is almost like a slice of life comedy. It's this very well observed depiction of working in extremely shady retail job. And then there's a, a, a abusive boyfriend character who uh, may or may not be the killer. Uh, weirdly, you know, given that it's like a, 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 a has Sam and Ted Raimi in it, it's like a totally from that crew. I've never heard of this movie. I've never heard anyone talk about this movie. Great, great little slasher movie. Uh, check it out, especially if you like Black Christmas. Apparently, apparently, John Saxon was briefly put forward as uni- by universal um universal studios as being like a teen heartthrob <laughs> and they were gonna like they were really? gonna have him do one of those like fake marriages to debbie reynolds <laughs> but then like 
his first movie where he was like a leading like sexy man just like bombed and everyone was like no he sucks is this like he needs to be like a weird cop you know uh all right, <laughs> all right uh, Spencer, time to do you have anything yeah, to plug before we before we read all of our new patrons um, yeah no um god damn i'm tired as hell uh, listen to Get Cynical. We're doing a season on Crack.com. It's going great. We're chronicling the rise and fall of the number one comedy site on the web. Uh, we've also done seasons about John Green, Max Landis. Uh, we had Cole on for that. We've done one about that guy with the glasses.com and YouTubers trying to make it big. Also, I have those good old fashioned values. That is a podcast. Guests have been on here previously. It is just a anything goes comedy show. We make up bullshit. And we just riff for an hour, basically, usually on yeah. some structuring device. This is um, this is yeah. sort of like the like bastard child of these two. <laughs> we stole we stole your best guest co-host. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, we. That's fine. We we couldn't pay Cole anyways. That's all right. Yeah. Two. It's been two years of this podcast since me and Stu started. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> It's, that's kind of hard to believe. Time flies. Um, fun. But yeah, we, we finally got the Patreon past $400, which means I can get a bag. Uh, so I'm going to read off all of our December patrons. Shouts out to you guys. So thank you to Jim, Inchman, Birdbrain, Lane's World 25, Sam, Dr. Psyche, Colleen G, Glup Shido, Momo, Dopamine Girl, Matthew Ferry, Devin Burke, Julian Kopkas, was a mad o you? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> you their name. Like that <laughs> uh, Ross Hitchcock, No Name, Skaven Lord, Alphonse Burton, sick ass name, Skaven Lord, Skaven Lord, Alphonse Burton, Charlier W, Nosferatu Man, Joe Joe Demaspio. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Gregory Anderson, Max Smith. Hold on, I'm almost done, guys. Jesus Ferrusi Millet, Keith Rock, Flex Center, Knack Iron Tarkus. Crazy in Brazil. A- Andrew McCarroll, <laughs> Lero Zeta, and Heroin Chick fil A. Thank you guys all so much. You're really going crazy in Brazil. I know. They're they going yeah. nuts. Uh, yeah, thank you all so so much for supporting the show. Yeah, uh, thank you, Spencer, for coming uh, coming on. Uh, it's been thank super you. fun. We finally got him. We finally got Spencer. Yeah, it's a pleasure being here. Uh, please, you're, please feel welcome to come back anytime, assuming an appropriate topic. Yeah, uh, Andy's Andy's got the two time marvelous coin. So we got the challenge going. Yeah, the challenge going. Uh, but yeah, so I think you're. I think we're all getting tired. I've had a very long day today. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, instead of our usual protracted outro, uh, thanks thanks everyone for listening. Uh, patreoncom slash death. Have a great night and a merry Christmas. See you next year. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 So my old man would have called the Wonder Bread Wop. Which was the style at the time? Look, shout word. out to Jim. Hi, Jim. Shout out to Jim. Hi, Jim. Hi, Jim.